Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. From the NFL playoffs to college basketball and pro basketball, UFC, and a heck of a lot more, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, it truly is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Get on over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get started and receive your rewards. That's BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get your rewards. It's Bet Online. Where the game starts. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Welch and Company Jewelers. Hey, man, engagement rings, wedding rings, necklaces, bracelets, whatever you need, Get on over to Welch & Company Jewelers, the official jewelry store of the ML Sports Platter, and you can log on to welchjewelers.com for more. Welchjewelers.com. Shop the showcase while you're there. Welch & Company Jewelers is the official jewelry store of the ML Sports Platter, and a huge tip of the cap thank you as well to friends of the platter, the Alonzo family, Bob Lindsley, Daryl Abert, and the Swan and Whitaker families. All right, this podcast is going to be about 20-25 minutes long. I'm going to recap each of the conference championship games in the NFL. The Eagles beat the Niners to advance to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs beat the Bengals to advance to the Super Bowl. Let's get after it here, and then I'll give you a quick early look at the big game as well. First things first, the Eagles rolled the 49ers at home, and I picked the Niners somewhat for fun, to be honest with you. Um, But the reality is, I picked the Niners not quite expecting, you know, Brock Purdy to get hurt. And that obviously was a huge game changer in this one. I do think, though, that Philadelphia would have won the game no matter what, because he is just, um, you know, I don't know, Brock Purdy's probably just not good enough to go on the road as a third-string quarterback and win. I thought he had a great year. Um, I don't want to quite call him a system quarterback, but... He did some awesome things, um, but let's face it, he had the best defense in the NFL for probably the entire year. I actually thought San Francisco kept uh, <laughs> San Francisco's defense kept everybody in it. Um, you know, this game could have been—I mean, my God, it was thirty-one to seven. It could have been, you know, easily at the half. It was only a two-score game. It could have been—it could have been four scores at the half. Um, you know, he started the game, he finished the game, um, but it was just a disaster. Once he got hurt and they just couldn't get into rhythm, uh, Christian McCaffrey, I thought, really, really played hard, uh, had a great game. You have to wonder, again, the risk-reward there with him. And I talked about this you know, on, on a couple of podcasts and in a bunch of videos earlier you know, last week. You know, I, I just, with McCaffrey, like, do you take a chance on it? Is the draft capital too much? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm a Bills fan. Everybody knows that. I host a show on the Buffalo uh, Built-in Buffalo Podcast Network, and you, know, you think about it, you're like, man, could Christian McCaffrey have been that game-breaker they were looking for? But it was, you know, the price was too high. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey, um, if he gets injured, you get crushed. The salary is huge. Uh, the draft capital to trade for him is huge. And I just, uh, you know, 
the guy is a great player when he's healthy, but again, risk reward, you got to make that decision. And that's one of the things why it's so hard to be a general manager in the NFL. If Brock Purdy had played this whole game, I think it might have been 31 to like 17 type of a thing. I, I still think Philly wins it. And I'll tell you, there were three reasons why they won it. Jalen Hurts was not one of them. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he had uh, 100 and, let's see, quick math, 160 yards total offense, 121 through the air, 40, uh, 39 on the ground, and he accounted for only one touchdown. He was not the, the, the main reason why. Um, can you get to the Super Bowl without an elite quarterback? You can get there. You can get there. It's a very rare occasion. Can you win one with a non-elite quarterback? You can you can do that, but it's rare. You know, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of cases. You know, Nick Foles is a backup quarterback for the Eagles. The other areas of your team have to be so spectacular in order to cover up, you know, a backup uh, or a third stringer or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, Jeff Hostetler won one when Phil Sims went down against the Bills. Um, you know, but I think here, here, here's the three biggies that, that really won this game. Um, I thought number one was just the overall uh, aggressiveness and physicality of the Philadelphia Eagles. They came to play against the most physical team in the NFL is what we heard, right? That's what we heard. I mean, the defense, Fred Warner, who, by the way, got banged up in the beginning of the game, was fine. Uh, Greenlaw, Armstead, right? Nick Bosa, uh, a team that was so physical all year, can get four or five sacks falling out of bed. They only had one. The physicality was unbelievable. The second reason they won, and, and kind of hopping off that first, first point, is their offensive line was absolutely pancaking San Francisco. They were destroying people at the line of scrimmage. I mean, you know, Nick Sirianni, and I, I thought about this, you know, from a Bills standpoint, and, and this happened all day on Championship Sunday a few days ago. It happened all day where offensive coaches were aggressive, the coaching was elite, the adjustments were elite, and the Buffalo Bills have none of that. Sean McDermott is not Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni went for it from his own 34-yard line in the first half. Jalen Hurts, quarterback, snuck it. He's the best at it. They're the best at it. And the offensive line was like, yeah, sure, <laughs> go. And that's the kind of stuff we're looking for from Sean McDermott. You know, in the first half of the game against the Bengals in the divisional playoff, they had a fourth and long from the 41-yard line of Cincy. Well, they didn't go for it, and they couldn't stop Cincinnati. Ridiculous. Then later in the game, it's fourth and two. And you don't go for it, so you're telling your 6'5", 250-pound quarterback that you can't get two yards, but we're going to start paying you $40 million a year next year. But the Eagles, they took chances. I mean, the Bengals, the Chiefs, you know, even to a degree the 49ers, you know, with a fourth-string quarterback. So I, I just, I don't know, it, it's just unbelievable um, when you look at the differences. When you get to the conference title games, you actually really do – um, understand and 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 are aware of how far ahead those four teams are. I, even a in a, even a losing cause, the 49ers and the Bengals are so far ahead of the Ravens and the Bills and the Giants and you know on down the line, right? Like the rest of the playoff teams. And so when you look at this situation, the Philadelphia, you know, again aggressiveness, physicality. Number two was the overall offensive line play. 
the first point, obviously playing into the second point there with the offensive line. And then the third thing that I thought was a huge, huge, huge thing uh, was just the absolute individual performance of Hassan Reddick. I thought he really set the tone for Philadelphia and showed why they're such a complete team. He was everywhere. Three total tackles, two solo, two sacks, and a tackle for a loss in this game. By the way, Hassan Reddick, Arizona, yeah. He was a first-round pick, number 13 overall back in 2017. Bet the Cardinals wish they had him, huh? I mean, I thought he set the tone. So that's why I think Philadelphia won the game. Three reasons. And they deserve to be there. They've been the best team in the NFL all year long. NFC and NFL all year long. Jalen Hurts is one of the good guys. Um, Philadelphia is an amazing sports town. I've been there for a bunch of sporting events. I mean, I've, I've seen a Flyers game. I've seen, um, I saw a UConn Temple, um, you know, conference championship game uh, at the Link, actually. I'd like to go to the Link to see an NFL game, the Philly uh, Eagles. Um, maybe I would like to go, like, when the Bills are there um, in a non-conference matchup. I won't wear probably anything Bills because I don't want to get my ass kicked. Um but Philadelphia is an amazing sports town. I've always wanted to go to the Palestra. I walked past it once. Um, I, I used to go down to Philadelphia in college all the time for the women's A-10 tournament. I went a couple times for the men in the A-10 because I went to St. Bonaventure. and I went to the Spectrum and just was in awe. It's just a great place. They have great cheesesteaks, Independence Hall. It's America. Old City is amazing. Mm. I have a lot of respect for Philly fans. I know they can be intense, but, God, do they love their teams. Man, alive. So Philadelphia deserves it. Uh, Devontae Smith, that was not a catch, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they killed they killed the 49ers on the ground, too. I mean, the offensive line is just so good. This Super Bowl matchup is going to be so good between the Eagles and Chiefs. I cannot wait for it. I, I'm going to miss my Bills. I wish the Bills played on Conference Championship Sunday. I wish they were in the Super Bowl. But I guess the next best thing is a football fan and somebody covering the sport storylines and matchups and all the rest, and, and we've got a great one. We have the two best teams by far, I did not pick these teams to go to the Super Bowl. I, you know, the Chiefs, I, I easily would have picked uh, to go to the Super Bowl, but I just thought it was kind of too easy, right? And then I didn't want to pick the Bills because it was, like, overwhelming and hyping expectations. I knew they wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, Bengals, I thought, maybe Super Bowl hangover, and at times they looked like it but almost got back. Um, you know, so, uh, but, wow. I mean, right now there's no doubt. I mean, Whenever I don't pick the Chiefs, I kind of indirectly feel like picking the Chiefs, right? I mean, it's just because they're just so good. They're in the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. And Michael Wilbon can say whatever the hell he wants about Dynasty of One and all the rest, but they may be building a dynasty here. I mean, if they go to like five, six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls with Reed and Mahomes and only win three, conference championship games, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins, I mean, that's, that's a dynasty. <laughs> I don't care what he says. So... This has been an amazing run for Kansas City, and Philadelphia, of course, was just there a few years ago with Nick Foles as the backup. Um, just a tremendous effort by Philadelphia. They had 148 yards on the ground. Uh, they might, made life really difficult for San Francisco in every facet of the game. Their offensive line was amazing. They punished people physically. They were so aggressive. And, uh, you know, defensively, again, I thought they set the tone with Hassan Reddick in this football game. Coming up next, I'm going to recap the AFC title game. The Chiefs get it done over Cincinnati. It was drama-filled. It was amazing. Patrick Mahomes continues to be the best QB in the NFL. 
You're listening to the ML Sports Platter with Cooper Lindsley barking in the background. It's all brought to you by Burn Dairy and Stanley Law Offices. Before that AFC recap, this. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. It's all brought to you by our good friends at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Bowers and Company, CPAs, and Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company. Get out there, Rochester, New York, Victor, of course, the uh, School Street address. It's, a, uh, it's really an unbelievable place. They got the Amber Ale, the Red Ale, all the IPAs, sours and seltzers. It's amazing. Um, at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, you can stop by. It's a tasting room. Sign up for the Mug Club, right? Uh, they got the crawlers and growlers and, and, and all the special pours on new releases. Get on over there. StumbleandMonkeyBeer.com. StumbleandMonkeyBeer.com before your visit. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs, they are back. Three Super Bowls in four years. They beat the Bengals in an absolute thriller, 23-20 to at Arrowhead because, let's face it, do the Chiefs ever not play at Arrowhead in the playoffs the last few years? Patrick Mahomes still has yet to play a road playoff game, and let's start with him. He listened all week to people, right? Patrick Mahomes' ankle. It's going to be the reason the Bengals win. Patrick Mahomes, does he still have anything left in the tank? Patrick Mahomes has been passed by Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's the assassin. Patrick, guess what? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes proved yet again that he is the best player in the NFL. Flat out. I just said it. Now, I'm going to, I need to say something quick because I know Bills fans are going to come at me on social media. I got buddies texting me, which by the way, a lot of my buddies, I can't believe how much they text in general. Um, I, I mean, I've never seen people text more uh, other than being like high school teenage girls um, overall, and yes, I am talking to you, Swan and Dan, okay? Um, I'm just kidding. I love those guys, and, and we have some good dialogue here and there. Um, but Mahomes, you know, and Burrow are probably a little bit above Josh Allen right now, but make no mistake about it that in the AFC title game, Josh Allen, you know, I mean, he made the plays that we saw with Burrow and Mahomes. I mean, my God, Joe Burrow threw in a double, double coverage multiple times, got away with one a couple of times. He didn't get away with it. Patrick Mahomes was obviously spectacular, um, and, and we start there. I mean, he's the best player in the NFL. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, there are close seconds or close thirds, you know, Nick Bosa, whoever else, um, but but Mahomes, you know, he didn't throw any interceptions. Joe Burrow threw two, right? Joe Burrow, um, obviously the offensive line that was ahead of him, um, we thought was going to be a problem against the Bills but ended up not being a problem against the Bills. And against the Chiefs, their D-line, Chris Jones and company, dominated. And I went into this game, and again, I went one for one on prediction, conference championship Sunday prediction, uh, you know, weekend, because uh, I thought that, um, well, I could, I can't, but, you know, obviously nobody can predict injuries. I, I, I never predicted Brock Purdy getting hurt. Um, but... The reality is Kansas City, I thought, would win because of two things, three things. One, Mahomes would figure it out. He'd get shot up all week if he needed to, right, go through all the treatment. Two, they're at Arrowhead, and I know they lost at Arrowhead last year, but I don't care. It's still Arrowhead. It's the number one home field advantage in the NFL. And number three was their defense. Their defense was underrated all year, underrated. And they dominated this football game in a lot of spots, man. They really were unbelievable. Five sacks in this game, man. They had half a sack Willie Gay. Karloftis was unbelievable. And, and you know, Karloftis, 
this just goes to show you just how a little bit better at drafting the Chiefs are than the Bills, right? This is why, you know, Veach is a better GM than Brandon Bean by a smidge. And the Chiefs and the Bengals, I mean, look, the Bills are a really, really good team, but they're just a little bit behind in so many areas, right? They don't have the elite coaching. They don't have the GM quite to the top of the mountaintop, right? They don't have, you know, Allen's really, really, I mean, he's elite, but he's just a little bit below the elite category in terms of comparing him to Mahomes. I still think Allen's amazing. Um, but George Karloff, this is a great example. He's a round one pick, pick 30 overall in 2022 in the draft. He was all over the place in this game. He's a rookie, man. Where the hell was every rookie for the Bills? Where were the top 10 picks like Ed Oliver? Where were the first and second round picks for the last few years in terms of A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, Gregory Rousseau? They were nowhere to be found. Karloff, this was unbelievable. That's the difference. Again, I talked about it. I talked about it earlier, and I'll say it again. Conference title games show that separation, right? And the Kansas City defense was unbelievable. Frank Clark, beast, beast. I told you about him before the game. He was unbelievable. Chris Jones, unbelievable. Chris Jones had two sacks. You know, that that might have been the Von Miller game, right, for the Bills against the Bengals or whoever, right? Like, you need that guy. Chris Jones is that guy. He's an absolutely spectacular player. I'd probably right now say he's the second or third best defensive player uh, in the NFL. Uh, although Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, I mean, he, he's right there, man. He's been in the league for six, seven years. He's a round two pick, 37 overall. And I, I know the draft is a crapshoot and all the rest, but God, he is just so good. Um, you know, again, Frank Clark, one and a half sacks, two sacks for Chris Jones. Um, who else got in? Well, Karlaftis, who am I leaving out here? Am I leaving out somebody? No, that's it. Two. Three and a half. Yeah, so they had five sacks total. Oh, half, half sack Willie Gay. Let me review this. Half sack Willie Gay. Karloftis with a sack. Sack and a half for Frank Clark. Two for Chris Jones. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good defensive day. Um, but Patty Mahomes is where it starts and ends. It always is that way with the KC Chiefs. He's an amazing, amazing quarterback. He's an absolute marvel. He's Steph Curry on a football field. He's magical. He's composed. Um, some of those throws that he made in this game were just, I, I mean, they're ridiculous. I mean, hes we're getting to the point with Patrick Mahomes where he's going to another Super Bowl. And, you know, 2017, round one, pick 10. We're getting to the point where, you know, Patrick Mahomes is – he could play like two or three more years and be, I mean, I've heard people say right now he is a Hall of Famer. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe he is, I don't know. But if he plays two, three, four more years, um, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, he could retire and, and go right into Canton as far as I'm concerned. I mean, this guy is, he's, he's, he's honestly, he's unbelievable. And so Kansas City moves on. They've got the best quarterback in the NFL. The defense was unbelievable. And listen to this. For all the people with well, oh, the Bills, they got need a ground game. They, everything is situational football, folks. Everything's case by case. They need a ground game. They need a ground game. Everybody needs a ground game, right? You need. You have to have a running game. You have to. Well, the Chiefs didn't need it because their defense was great. And again, that day, that coach, that team, that personnel, those schemes, whatever, they ran it for forty-two yards. They didn't get anything out of the ground game. The Chiefs had no ground game whatsoever against the Bengals. But their defense shut down the rushing attack of the Bengals, and they got after 
Joe Burrow to the point where Cincinnati had literally no answers. And yes, there were great throws by Burrow, many of which were in double coverage. Um, he got away with a couple, didn't get away with a couple others. Um, T. Higgins had a pretty good game, 6-83 and in the touchdown. Jamar Chase, 6-75. for But if you were to tell a Kansas City fan going into the game, hey, Burrow's going to have to throw it 41 times for 270 yards and a touchdown, but he's going to throw two picks. You're taking that every day of the week. Every day. I mean, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. So I was really, really impressed with, you know, Kansas City's defense. I thought they set a tone. Um, they got after it. They did a lot of things that the Bills couldn't do the week before in the divisional playoff. And, you know, at the end of the day, the Kansas City Chiefs remain, you know, the standard in the NFL. You know, I know that Tampa Bay beat them in the Super Bowl. I know that the Bengals beat them last year in the playoffs. But three Super Bowl appearances in four years is unbelievable. It's so hard to do it. I don't care how great you draft. I don't care how good the front office is. I don't care about how anything else is. You get there that many times. You do your thing in a short amount of time like that. It's super impressive. And Kansas City goes on to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Harrison Bucker, what a game for him, right? I mean, my God, he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. And he might have established himself as the best in the NFL. He had, you know, started it out with a field goal, had another one, 6-0 Chiefs. A lot of the drives and Mahomes and tone setting was was established there. I, I just thought that tra <laughs> the pass of Travis Kelsey for the touchdown was unbelievable to make it 13-3. I mean, Mahomes just seeing the field and surveying and, and checking everybody down was was a thing of beauty. Um, the Valdez-Scantling pass from Mahomes was stupid. I mean, it was 13-13 at that point, end of the third quarter, well, four minutes and change, right? And, and Mahomes just marches him down 11 plays, 77 yards, and 539. Just stupid, stupid quarterback play. And he nails uh, Valdez Scantling, a guy who, who a lot of people gave up on in Green Bay and elsewhere. Um, but you know what? He finds a home in Kansas City. And Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Mahomes. I mean, my God. Travis Kelsey has been obviously a ridiculous player, and, and he's arguably, right now, I think he's arguably the best tight end of the NFL, and I know all the names. I do. Tony Gonzalez. I know them all. Winslow. I know. Rob Gronkowski. I know. I, I, I've seen many of them play, and I know the history of the game. But man, Travis Kelsey, and I know that a lot of teams leave him open all the time, but then the other time, you're like, dude just made a crazy great catch, or he ran a route. He runs receiver routes. A lot of things that he does hands, footwork, mechanics, nobody touches him. Nobody. I've never seen anything like him. Maybe the closest thing is Gronk. I mean, it's got to be because of his size, right? And then Cincinnati fights by uh, fights back, excuse me, six plays, 45 yards. Uh, they get a field goal to tie it at 20. And then, obviously, you know, the Chiefs get it back uh, late in the game. And they score the field goal to win it, and then the kickoff, you know, they can't return it at this point. And that's that. And what a game. What a game. What a game. Just dramatic, fun. Um, I'm really, 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 really excited for the Super Bowl. Um, I will tell you that, you know, when you go back into the log and all the rest for, for this game, um, you know, that, that, that unbelievable, you know, play by, uh, I'm going to go to two big plays actually. 
Um, Jones's sack at third and eight with 44 seconds to go was un it was the second sack of the game was unbelievable unbelievable just incredible push and pursuit through the line to get there and that's the kind of play that you need from a defensive closer we've seen it from Aaron Donald we've seen it from Von Miller we've seen it from players like that the other one was an underrated play by the Chiefs defense was how they closed gaps and Burrow's pass was incomplete short middle um the penalty was on Burrow with the intentional grounding, but the coverage and the gaps and the scheme on that, go back and look at Spagnolo and company making things happen on that play. Tremendous, tremendous effort by the defense there. And those two plays, in my opinion, led to, obviously the sack did because it was third down, led to Kansas City getting the ball back and driving down, you know, short type of a field and getting things done and winning the AFC Championship game in dramatic fashion at Arrowhead. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to the Eagles. Both teams deserve it big time. Can't wait for the Super Bowl. My early thought right now is Patrick Mahomes probably is a difference in the Super Bowl. I mean, let's face it, Jalen Hurts has never been there. Mahomes is there for the third time. Experience does matter. And Chris Jones right now is the biggest difference maker on the defensive side of the football in the NFL. I'm leaning towards the Chiefs because of those two figureheads. But again, we've got two weeks to talk about this. We have two weeks to exhaust ourselves. Really amazing NFL season, obviously, as it always is. Clearly the number one sport. I can't imagine what the ratings. Uh, I'm recording this, obviously, just after the game. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine what the ratings are going to be like when I when I see them uh, come out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever. But um, pretty great stuff here. And, and you know what? The Bengals had a great season, too. They're a class organization outside of Eli Apple. Um, you know, got to love Burrow, his cockiness, his swagger, his, his confidence, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's an amazing football player. Chase is great. The Bengals are here to stay, and they've got a great team. They do. Uh, but this time around, the Chiefs got their revenge. And, uh, you know, I just I can't say enough about Kansas City, the respect factor, Mahomes, the whole thing, Andy Reid. I, I always thought Andy Reid was a great coach in Philadelphia, but he never had his front office spend up to the top of the salary cap. And because of that, when they went to, what, three or four straight NFC champ, I think it was three in a row, four in a row, maybe four in a row, one of those, they went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I never thought that Andy Reid got enough out of his front office at the time. Howie Roseman, <laughs> he would love a Howie Roseman, right? But, like, um, I, I, I never blamed Andy Reid for it because I thought that maybe if they had just gone out and gotten one more weapon, right, to help, like, McNabb and, and Terrell and, uh, Terrell Owens and all the rest, maybe they would have, uh, you know, won a Super Bowl there. But, uh, you know, they uh, they came up short uh, many times. They won a conference championship in, uh, let me see, seven. And I'm trying to look here. Yeah, I think they made it to three straight NFC championship games, um, won one in 04. And, you know, you just can't – you can't really – pin it, I don't think, on Andy Reid. I mean, I, you know, I just think that um, he deserved better. Um, I think he deserved to, you know, get a little bit more help, right, because it's all got to come together. Um, you know, and he was there from 2001 to 2012, and, and he was a great – he was a great coach there. I mean, he, he really was. Um, he didn't become elite until he went to the Chiefs, but things started to work in his favor. The front office was a lot better than Philadelphia. Um 
you know, and, and I think Andy Reid's always been not just a great coach to an elite coach, but he's always been an amazing offensive mind. And he just he just has it, man. And I think this guy, I mean, look, he's going to Canton on the first ballot. He's an amazing, amazing head coach now. Um, he's gotten better as the years have gone on. His winning percentage is 640 in the regular season, 568 in the postseason. And he has a career 634 winning percentage. And now he's going back to the Super Bowl. And um, he's just been amazing. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ. Won one as a head coach with the Chiefs. One as an assistant coach. He's an AP coach of the year. I mean, his resume is absurd. And he grinded. If you go back to it, let me leave you on this. Everybody grinds. Everybody climbs up the ladder. If you want to get to the top of your profession, you have got to grind. You have got to put in the work. You've got to network. You've got to do all the important things. Go back to 1982. Remember when Andy Reid was a BYU graduate assistant? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Chiefs Eagles should be fun in Super Bowl 57. Mike Lindsay with you here. It's an ML Sports Platter Edition. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. And be sure to hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike L Sports. We are brought to you by Camillus Golf Club, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, the Al and Angus Pub, and our great friends over at Stanley Law Offices, the title sponsor of the ML Sports Platter. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap. Thank you as well out there to Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, St. Bonaventure University online master's degree programs, and Bowers and Company CPAs. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.